Welcome to Sibylline Podcasts, part of our Insights series where we aim to provide relevant, timely and actionable analysis in a discursive format. We hope you enjoy listening and welcome any feedback. Please visit our website for more Insight Series updates and as always, like, subscribe and share. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest installment of the Sibline Insight Series podcast. Today, we're joined by our Europe desk, Liana Semchuk, Hedda Halverson, and Alex Lord, where we'll be discussing climate activism. Thanks, everybody, for joining. So looking back at 2019, we saw a surge in the topic of climate change, which subsequently elevated the need for businesses to particularly consider and address the environmental component of the broader environmental, social, and governance agenda, or ESG. So can you talk a bit about the events of 2019 pertaining to environmental activism and broadly what we need to be looking out for as we move further into 2020 and beyond? Hi, Katie. Uh, And of course, yes, in 2019, especially across Western Europe, there was a very visible and very steep rise in environmental activism from various civil society and activist groups. And this unprecedented surge in action seemed to have created a rather permanent trend that we can definitely expect to see more in 2020. We also saw environmental activism become much more mainstream, and it would likely become even more so in 2020 and beyond. Most importantly, perhaps, a surge in this grassroots activism has also forced action from the top, something that we will likely see much more of as we move forward. As other actors in society, such as investors, politicians, regulators, and judicial bodies, begin to slowly respond to the changes in social mood. All of this will continue to bring increased attention to issues pertaining to the broader environmental, social, and governance, or simply ESG topics, with environmental component of it being a particularly popular topic in 2020. Thanks so much, Liana. Um, can you briefly elaborate on the concept of ESG and how the aforementioned activism around the climate change topic is helping to facilitate the ESG agenda? Certainly. Uh, with regard to what we mean by ESG in particular, uh, is we are referring to a set of standards of a company's operations that socially conscious investors use to screen potential investments. In some ways, it is similar to other popular concepts such as corporate social responsibility and socially responsible investing. The major goal of most of these investing approaches is essentially to do well whilst doing good. ESG investment approach in particular tends to go beyond simple negative screening, meaning a situation where investors omit certain types of firms that have poor environmental ratings or poor practices with regards to human rights from their portfolios, and instead invest in firms that have higher ESG ratings. This concept has been growing fairly rapidly in Europe in particular, and 2019 brought an unprecedented amount of focus, especially on the environmental component of this concept. So there's a fair bit to look out for as we go into 2020, and as we will elaborate on shortly, activism from civil society groups is set to continue and sustain pressure on investors and regulators to take more action. There are also some notable pieces of upcoming legislation, such as the European Green Deal that we will talk more about as well, but which is essentially set to transform and disrupt the chain of production and consumption in order to achieve the goal of making Europe carbon neutral by 2050, something that that will have major implications for various businesses as they prepare for transition. And lastly, a long-term trend to keep in mind is that activism in 2019 drew an increased number of children and young adults, which signals that environmental activism will not only endure and become increasingly more mainstream, but that typical activist strategies are likely to also change in the future and go beyond traditional ways of 
protesting, such as organizing marches and rallies, for example, and instead to become increasingly more about boycotting commercial and professional relationships with companies that do not have strong ESG credentials, which could pose a long-term financial risk to these organizations. Great, thanks. So quite a bit to look out for uh, moving forward, it sounds like. So moving on to kind of focus on those traditional activist groups. Hedda, can you tell us a bit more about those? Who are some of the main actors and what should companies look out from them in 2020? So, I mean, over the course of 2019, Extinction Rebellion, Fridays for Future have become the traditional groups and we expect to see them continue this momentum of activism over the course of 2020 also increasing their activities. However, we've also seen Greenpeace becoming more visible over 2019, so they will also likely continue to carry this over into the coming year. With regards to tactics employed by these groups, especially Fridays for Future, uh, but I mean, obviously, of course, still Extinction Rebellion will aim to make use of primarily nonviolent tactics, especially Friday for Future is still fairly reliant on an image of innocence and youth. And so for them, it will be key to kind of maintain this public perception. Extinction Rebellion as well, we expect them to maintain and promote the use of nonviolent tactics, though quite disruptive. And they are becoming more creative in the, um, the tactics that they are using, such as use of solar panels in front of BP's office to cause disturbances or the digging up of the lawn in Cambridge. Uh, so that will pose a challenge to companies as they will have to think outside of the traditional security uh, dilemmas when it comes to activism, as Liana touched on, they're moving a bit away from the traditional just marches and picket lines. I think also one thing that we have to keep in mind over 2020 is this increasing trend of climate activism being a bit of a linchpin. So they have activated a lot of other activism groups and movements across the Europe, drawing in everything from human rights to anti-war, anti-capitalism, anti-fascist movements. And these have all kind of fallen within the scope of climate activism as they see commonalities in ideologies. Uh, that means that the list of targets for climate activists can expand, uh, as for example, seen during the rebellion week when anti-war demonstrators also joined in on climate action. So that, yeah, that means that also clients will have to think about any potential clients that they have, who they are involved with, any sponsorship agreements as such. That was very well demonstrated by the protest at the British Museum by Extinction Rebellion because of the ties between the British Museum and BP, for example. I think also with this uh, having multiple groups coming in under that one umbrella, it does increase the risk of more radical elements on the fringes going away from the nonviolent tactics, especially groups associated with anti-fascism. They do have a tendency to be a bit more radical. There have been examples of uh, anti-establishment groups, notably Black Bloc infiltrating climate demonstrations in Paris, which resulted in multiple arrests due to the use of violence. And with the decentralization of 
the climate movement, it does open up for elements on the fringes to hijack uh, events and basically exploit um, that opportunity and that momentum. Great. Thanks, Hedda. So it looks like we'll have to worry about all of the other activists who have been activated by the climate uh, rebellions. But as mentioned earlier, this increase in traditional forms of activism has forced other actors in society to respond. So Alex, what can we expect to see from governments and courts? Are they becoming increasingly a part of the trend facilitating an increase in popularity of the ESG agenda? Yes. So as we've mentioned, we saw a big increase in environmental activism in Europe last year with activist groups seeking more than ever to build on popular awareness of climate change and other environmental issues. This is already having an effect, with governments and political parties facing increased pressure to react and engage with the issues by an increasingly environmentally conscious electorate. For example, during the European parliamentary elections last year, the Greens did very well in Western Europe, particularly in the UK, Ireland and Germany. While this success is certainly not the same everywhere in Europe, green politics remains mostly peripheral in many Eastern European parliaments, for example, The trend in Northern and Western Europe is nevertheless strong. As politics becomes more fragmented across Europe, with populist parties splitting traditional votes, the Greens are likely to prove attractive coalition partners in many European countries, providing them with increased influence over policy as a result. For example, only last month, we saw the Greens unexpectedly form a coalition government with the Conservatives in Austria, bringing the Greens into government there for the first time. Ultimately, as activists continue to raise public awareness of environmental issues, political parties across Europe will face the urge to appeal to this growing section of the electorate, particularly young people, and as a result seek to boost their environmental credentials ahead of elections, with the ESG agenda at the heart of that. In terms of judicial developments, we've already seen some really interesting trends in 2020. Climate litigation cases are becoming increasingly common in Europe, but the legal context in which these cases are being brought against these companies is changing. Previously, large corporations could afford to be relatively unconcerned by climate litigation proceedings. But recent rulings that are found in favour of climate activists are posing new legal precedents, precedents that are likely to encourage further environmental activism in 2020. Looking ahead, we're likely to see an increase in the number of cases being brought against businesses that fail to incorporate the ESG agenda into their corporate strategy, or those companies that continue to ignore the demands of environmental activists more broadly. We're therefore seeing a growing trend of legal action against corporate inaction on climate change. So basically, complacency on climate change now carries increased legal as well as financial risks. Thanks. So it sounds like it's pretty much inevitable that the process of production and consumption is likely to experience some major changes and disruptions moving forward due to this increased activism from both uh, the legislative and judicial spheres. In part, this will be driven by the European Green Deal that was previously mentioned. Can you say a little bit more about this legislation and its impact on business? Of course. So the European Green Deal was introduced to the European Parliament in December, with MEPs passing the initial proposals in January. Its principal aim is to make Europe the first carbon-neutral continent by 2050, by reducing emissions and encouraging sustainability across all sectors of the European economy. At the heart of the Green Deal is the drive to create a sustainable investment plan that aims to transform the way businesses and society produces and consumes making the economy more environmentally sustainable, in effect. This is to be accomplished by green financing and sustainable investments, as well as the creation of a circular economy that reduces waste and stimulates economic growth in these emerging green markets. Numerous sectors will be affected by the Green Deal, which is expected to be brought into law later this year. Traditional heavy polluting industries like the extractives and oil and gas will naturally face tighter emissions caps, 
and stricter regulations regarding environmental standards. But the construction, manufacturing and agricultural sectors will also be affected, with the circular economy requiring a major overhaul of existing supply chains, as well as the dramatic reduction of the creation and pro processing of waste. The financial sector will also face increased pressure to divest away from polluting industries as well, which has long been a key demand of environmental activists. The Green Deal ultimately aims to encourage the private sector to embrace the ESG agenda early and pave the way for a more sustainable economy. Great. Thanks so much, Alex. So moving back to Liana, what do all of these developments mean for the current operating risk environment across Europe? Can we expect any notable changes in activism and policy environment to take place in the short term? I think as we have highlighted throughout this discussion, there are a few notable risks for businesses as a result of an increased traction around environmental activism. First, in the short term, in the lead up to the European Green Deal being formally implemented, the risk of continued traditional forms of activism from civil society groups will continue as activists strive to maintain pressure on the public and private sectors and push for change. We will also see a broader pool of industries targeted as activists broaden their focus and target entire supply chains of companies. And as we have mentioned, the pool of activists themselves is broadening, with investors also becoming activists in a way when they deliberately target companies with strong ESG credentials for potential investment, something that is likely to emerge more of a trend slightly further down the line. Second, regulatory risk will inevitably increase moving forward, as we are already seeing with the mention of coming legislative changes, meaning that soon companies will likely be mandated to follow certain procedures and successful ones are likely to be those that will not only be able to operate in this new environment, but also get ahead of the curve. And lastly, the risk of ignoring or not proactively engaging with environmental concerns will no longer simply be a reputational risk and instead will become, especially in the long term, a financial risk. As we have already seen at the end of 2019 and beginning of 2020, large private investment institutions began publicly stepping up their ESG activism and will likely increasingly look to partner in the future with companies that embrace the same agenda. Thanks so much. Uh, to all of our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about ESG, please do contact us for a copy of our special report on the topic um, at info at As always, feel free to listen, like, and share, and any comments or feedback are welcome. Please again, send those on to info at Until next time. <laughs>